ESPN 97.7 and 100.1. Watch live on QSportsTalk.com. All across central New York, it's the 315. Here's Brian Higgins. Oh boy, we're, we're shook. We are shook. On a Thursday, we were just going along, minding our own business, talking about Syracuse-Georgetown basketball, then out of the clear boost by Syracuse's defensive coordinator, Tony White, has gone to Nebraska uh, for presumably uh, significantly more money, one would guess, even though he's getting paid uh, quite handsomely at Syracuse. I believe he was making around uh, 700 large ish here. I don't think that's uh, an incorrect number, which means he's going to be making more than that on Matt Rule's staff at Nebraska. That one, um, I, I, I get it. It is the season for stuff like this, but that was just not on uh, top of mind today. That one came out of the clear blue sky, the report by Pete Thamel. Uh, Pete Pete does not report those things wrong. Um, so there's really no reason to believe that that is not a thing that's occurring. Uh, with that, uh, we bring on Tom Caselli from the Action Network. Uh, Tom, our day has been ruined here in the last few minutes, so that kind of came out of... Well, I know, I know you're more a Syracuse basketball guy, but Syracuse football just lost its defensive coordinator, so... Um, we we bring you on to talk sports betting, so ho- hopefully you can make our make our listeners at, le- at least a couple bucks to get, to get their day back back on track here. To, yeah, hopefully. The day. <laughs> uh, you know, I I saw your tweet earlier. This put a smile on my face uh, this morning. Uh, the story was out earlier today or something about Casanova College closing, and you had a tweet about how in the uh, the '90s you used to run book there out of like a bar yeah. on Friday nights. That that was beautiful. Yeah, the one of my ten colleges I attended, Casanova. I uh, had a great time there. Uh, uh, took a few bets. Uh, that's back when I was young. Didn't know what I was doing, but I was so- sorry to hear that it was closing. Uh, yeah, yeah. Financial situation. They'll be done at the uh, after the spring semester, and I'm pretty sure time the statute of limitations of bookmaking in the '90s that must have expired by now. So you, you're free to put that information out there. Yeah, yeah. That's. Uh, I don't think anyone's going to be coming after me. I got a better chance of uh, uh, bookies coming after me for money I owe them in the nineties. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think you got a better chance than the the cops giving a crap about that. But uh, you know, Tom, you know, we've had you on to talk football and hoops and, and all that, and we'll talk a lot of hoops here today. But you know, this also brings up this Tony White lo- news with the Orange losing their defensive coordinator. It is that time of year with you know coaches moving around. Obviously, Matt Rule is Nebraska's. Uh, new head coach, how, how much do you take in information uh, like that, maybe not specifically as it pertains to Nebraska, but you know, there's a lot of bowl teams that have uh, people moving around. I would presume now, don't know this for sure, the Orange will be without their defensive coordinator in a bowl game now, uh, significantly potentially, and a, a lot of teams will not have their coaches. When, when you factor in looking at bowl lines and stuff like that this season, how, how much do you factor in news like that? I factor it in a lot. You know, bowls are harder to bet now than ever before the, with all the movement, uh, players, coaches. So, so it's a little, it's a little hard. You know, I tried to get ahead of some stuff if I can, uh, and then I'll, then I'll sit back and wait. And also sometimes people will overreact, right? Like uh, will Levis be an out for Kentucky? Well, that doesn't really matter because Iowa's starting a true freshman quarterback who was like fourth on the depth chart. So either you like Kentucky or you like Iowa because you had to figure will Levis wasn't going to play anyway. Mm-hmm. So sometimes there's a little bit of overreaction. I'll, I'll be honest. I like Syracuse a little bit. I think the numbers inflated 
Um, you know, I, I think uh, Tony White is a great defensive coordinator, and I think Nebraska is getting a heck of a coach. But that's more of a long term, pro- a longer term problem for Syracuse. Like, who will they hire to to run the defense next year? I don't think in a one game situation it's going to matter too much. And seven and a half there feels a little high. I think Syracuse will finally will probably be as healthy as they've been since early in the season without the guys who are out for the year. Uh, and, I, and I expect a pretty close game there. Uh, yeah, that's my general thought as well. And you know, I don't know if there's a great way to measure this. I, I always feel, especially now in bowl games, you know, and, and for lack of a better term, the random bowl games, you know, not the the college playoff ones. It feels like if you can figure out which team actually wants to be there, you're going to be on the right track. I, I don't know how you go about figuring that out, though. I guess Tom is the main question. Yeah, and I think you have to look at, you know, that can be overrated too. I remember a couple years ago when Alabama didn't make the playoffs and everybody said they wouldn't show up against Michigan. Well, that game was competitive for about a minute and a half. Right. Uh, they showed up. That's, you know, so you got to be a little bit careful about trying to predict. You got to remember something. People like to say that about Alabama because of the Utah game like 15 years ago. Yeah. Well, remember that happened. So Saban guards against it now. Uh, they did. Have, there was a bowl game where Alabama under Saban did not flat out did not show up. So he's not going to try not to let that happen again. Uh, so it's hard to predict. Which, like for me, in a in a Syracuse Minnesota game. I can't imagine none of those. All those kids got to want to play that bowl game, especially Syracuse. Syracuse had a, had a losing season last year, so I don't try to go. I try to look at the matchups, and matchup wise, I don't think Minnesota's seven and a half points better than Syracuse. Yeah, I'd say my own personal guess is that Sean Tucker will opt out for draft stuff, but don't know that for for sure yet. Well, we'll just see. Uh, any of these bowl games popping to you, Tom? I mean, lines have been up here for a while. Any uh, anything sticking out that you like? Yeah, there was a real bad one they put up, Fresno State plus four and a half. I think someone got fired over that line. Uh, the quarterback, Hayner, already said he was going to play. That's down to one and a half now. Uh, so so that's what I mean. I try to catch a number. Right. Uh, a couple of games I took, I took Ohio State plus the seven. I, I think Georgia got a little bit of a bad break getting Ohio State. To me, that's the only team that can beat them. I don't think they will beat them, I, but I think their offense is so hard to defend it's one of the teams that could give them trouble. So I, I took the seven there with Ohio State kind of getting that. Everyone is remembering the Michigan game, and I get it. But you also have to remember that that game was still relatively close midway through the third quarter. Uh, the rails kind of came off there in the last quarter and a half. So I think Ohio State's talented enough to give Georgia a run. I took Troy on the money line. Troy has one of the best defenses in college football. You know, I know the road runners are tough, but I really like this Troy team. And again, I, be careful. See where that Alabama line goes. I had Kansas State to win the Big 12, so I watched every Kansas State game this year. Their defense is not good. And I know Bryce Young's not going to play, and a couple other guys aren't going to play, but. I think Alabama can just get off the bus and run for 250 on Kansas State. I don't know how Kansas State stops that team. And now you're down to three and a half on that game. Hmm. That's what I mean about an overreaction. 
If that number gets to three, I'd be all over Alabama. Yeah, I mean, you mentioned that Saban-Utah game. I mean, literally, I think that was 2008. It's 15 years ago. <laughs> it's all Yeah, long. right. And, People are still going off that. Yeah, like, things happen once to Nick Saban. They don't happen twice. So, like, he, he's, still, Correct. he's still annoyed about that game from 15 uh, years ago. All right, Tom Casale, Senior Editor, Action Network, with us. And, uh, Tom, we know you're all over the college basketball scene. Uh, you had something up. You know, we're about a month done into the season now, and you've been uh, killing it. You're up 28 units and. Uh, the bets that you've put out there publicly on the Action Network. What what has been the most profitable thing for you? Is there a school or two you're leaning on? Is there a conference? What What is the thing that has uh, led to the early season success for you this year? Yeah, so early in the year, it's all about the smaller conferences, right? Because the lines aren't, aren't caught up to the teams. Mm-hmm. For example, I had Vermont against Dartmouth the other night. They were laying a few points. Vermont's a mi- 10 miles better than Dartmouth. Um, so you're, you still catch lines like that. So I tend to stick to the smaller conferences early on until the, the, the lines catch up. I will say this. This week has been the tightest lines I've seen in college basketball. So they're starting to catch up. But the, the advantage the better has in a sport like college basketball is there's just so many teams. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you know about UNC Wilmington, if you know about Montana State, you're going to find discrepancies in the number. Um, like, I liked Syracuse the other night, but I wasn't going to lay 16 points with Syracuse. I knew they would kill Oakland, but again, that number was right. 16 was the right number there, so I didn't bet it. Uh, it's the smaller conferences where you get the edges heading into January. Then it all kinds of even, evens out once you get into conference play. Now, you know, we talked about this uh, last time you were on about a month ago, and this was right when Hoops was starting. You see, you know, these lines get posted. Some of them either late the night before, a lot, of, a lot of them are early morning day of game, and you can get some wild, like, early, early day swings on them. How fast do you have to catch this stuff? And, and I guess now that we're into the season, is, is there less of that now because they're getting the lines more, more nailed in? That's that happens all the way through college basketball. It, it, there's there's no sport that I know of where the number changes that quickly at, from overnight. And again, like I'm not always on the the right number. When I am, it does swing. Like for a perfect example, the game tonight where. Um, Iowa State opened plus six and a half against Iowa, uh, and now it's down to three, three and a half. There's mm-hmm. word that Chris Murray may or may not play, but you see those kinds. So what I really what I do with the college basketball better is I'm 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 locked in for the entire week. You know, I use the Ken Palm numbers. I kind of have my projected picks out for all week. So once the number comes out, if it's not what I have, I hit it right away. Gotcha. So you, you yeah, you're figuring out a game days ahead of time and then compare it to what, what pops up in front of your face. Yes. Okay. So, and, and Tom puts that stuff out there and, you know, action network follows Twitter account uh, at the Tom Casale. You can, you can see all this stuff and he has it up there. Uh, so that's kind of what you got to do, right? Cause you said it, you got to be ready to go. Cause if, uh, if you see that discrepancy, you're not the only one that has seen discrepancies out there. Correct. And I always tell people, <laughs> this is why there's building sports books in Las Vegas every 10 minutes. The worst time to bet college basketball is March Madness. And that's the time when 98% of people bet on college basketball. Those numbers, you have nothing. There's, there, there's no edges in March Madness. So there's not many people who do what I do and has college basketball as their top betting sport. For most people, it's football because mm-hmm. they bet for fun. I don't have any fun. I'll, I'll be honest <laughs> with you. I don't have any fun betting college basketball, but that's by far my most profitable sport. So that's why I spend the time doing this because football is more of a fun thing, right? I'll bet on the NFL, but 
I, I don't really plan on beating the NFL too badly. Those lines are, are just so tight. So I spend the time in college basketball, but luckily for sports books, there's not a ton of people who do that yet. So they're, when they lose on a bad number, they don't lose big like if they gave out a bad number in the NFL. And yeah, a bad number of the NFL is missing a game by like a you know two points or something, and you can right. get you can get killed out in college basketball. I mean, the swings are are wild. Is uh, Tom Casale, senior editor of the Action Network, is with us. Uh, Tom, you know, we have a couple of listeners that talk about uh, this a lot when uh, they call in in-game betting in college uh, hoops. Yeah. How, how much do you do that, and what what do you look for? Are you comparing to your initial number of games that get off to you know starts that are away from that, or how do you attack those situations? I do it a lot when there's a much better team who's behind. Uh, we had an example of that this week with Arkansas and uh, UNC Greensboro, I believe it was. Arkansas was down like eight at the half, and there was a point where you could get Arkansas at like three, three and a half. That's where I think there's value. Texas last night was getting, they were an underdog at one point in the, on the live line against Nichols State. Uh, they didn't come back and win that game until the final two minutes. So you were getting like two points on Texas Tech who was an 18-point favorite. Those are the times is when I'll, is when I'll hit it live. You know, I, I would say, well, I like to bet the smaller conferences um, in terms of the game line. I don't bet them as much live because too much craziness can go on in the, in the smaller conferences. Right. I'm really one who likes to bet if this team was a double-digit favorite and you're getting them like two, three points on the live line, there's a lot of value there. Yeah, yeah, because, uh, you know, especially this time of the year, very often that team does wake up and start playing basketball at uh, at some point. All right, uh, lastly, Tom, any, anything popping for you tonight? What, what's out there tonight that's uh, caught your eye? Yeah, it's a small card. You know, I like Ohio State overall. I mean, Ohio State's 150 to 1. I, I looked at the lines. They're 150 to 1 to win it all. You know, I don't think they're going to win it all, but this is a top-20 team in, mm-hmm. on, on Ken Palm and Haslametrics. A lot of young talent. I like them. The six, six-and-a-half is just a little bit too much for me, but I think they're a team to watch. I See, I like Michigan. I was hoping it would get to four because Minnesota's terrible. The only thing about that is what you got to watch out for early in the year, and we saw it with Creighton when they went to play Nebraska the legs and mental uh, tiredness of these kids. Uh-huh. Creighton played all these tournaments. Michigan was just in London. Uh, they've been all over the place. Right. So that worries me a little, but I think you're getting value at four and a half on Michigan tonight at Minnesota because I make that line around seven or eight points. Okay, so uh, that would be a place to look. And uh, as Tom said, those are two good games. I'll lock in on, see if those two teams get off the slow starts, and maybe you can uh, snag it uh, at a better price uh, a few minutes in. All right, Tom, uh, always good to chat, and I'm uh, sure we'll catch up again soon. Thanks for having me. That is Tom Casale of the Action Network taking us around maybe the bowl season a little bit in college basketball. One final break, and uh, we'll try not to spill too many tears over the loss of uh, Tony White when we come back. After this, it's QSportsTalk.com and ESPN Radio.